What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. Welcome to Sports Card Strategy Show, episode 71. Got my main man, Kendall Lefty McKee, in the house. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? What, happened, know, to the, what happened to StreamYard? Uh, StreamYard just took a second there to get to get rolling. All right. Um, but we're we're up we're up and running. We're live. Episode 71. Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by NoOffSeason.com. Kendall McKee representing Wild Card Wild Cards Box Breaks. We haven't checked in with Wild Cards Box Breaks in a while. What's going on over there? You guys, what, what do you guys got going on? It's good, man. We've been so the last couple of weeks we've been breaking um, Bowman Sapphire, so uh, Bowman Draft Sapphire, uh, which is a really cool product. Honestly, there, this is kind of a bone I have to pick anyway, so I might as well just go for it. Um, you know, the prices of Sapphire cards, especially in Bowman, don't reflect, I think, what the product is. So the the Bowman Sapphire, it's in a box that's similar to like a mega box. I have a box back there, but it doesn't really matter. It's similar to a mega box. Each pack has about four, uh, I think, four cards in it. And, uh, you know, you get like maybe three or four hits so it's like uh, two, a couple of numbered cards, potential of a Sapphire Auto and stuff like that. And I don't really see prices reflecting what the product is. You know, like when you look at prices, especially of Sapphire cards, they're maybe a little bit sometimes, but may, sometimes they're down what like a like a some other um, variations. Like some people are viewing it as like a Speckle Auto or something, you know, like that it's different. It's actually a like I, it's a lower print run. So sometimes the Bowman Sapphires actually would be, you would think would be a better investment, but they don't hold value the same. I don't know. It's kind of strange. It's a bone I have to pick with the community because they look beautiful. Like for instance, my, um, my, both of my McLaren driver PSA tens, I, I went and, and got the Sapphires because I think they look awesome. Plus McLaren has the off color of blue. So it's just, it looks great. Um, and I just, it shouldn't be cheaper. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like knowing the, I, the last couple of years, I didn't know as much about Sapphire, but I've, I've learned a little bit more to what you're saying. And, and at first I thought, okay, this could kind of be a trick because you've got like the base, a base versus a base. And if a, is a base Sapphire really worth more than just a base regular Chrome or refractor or whatever. And so at first I was like, no, this is kind of a trick because Sapphire looks different, which is cool, but it's, is it, is it actually rarer? And like now what you're saying is like, it is, it is a lower print run. It should be worth more. Or it, 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 not that it should be worth more, but it definitely shouldn't be worth less. And I hear what you're saying. And I'm wondering, does it depend on player? Because like, I'm looking at, I do look, I did notice like a Ellie de la Cruz, um, 2022 Bowman Sapphire PSA 10 definitely seems to be going for, um, like more than double the base PSA 10, like base, uh, base tops Chrome PSA 10 or yeah, Bowman Chrome. Didn't you end up getting one of those? I did. Yeah. I got one. So I got one. Um, I guess this could, this could count as a W W of the week, although I haven't sold it yet, but I did buy one off of PWCC for like 60 bucks back in, what would it have been December? Mm. Yeah. 
And now it's uh, February 27th today. So just a couple months later, and it's uh, it's been going for over a hundred, like right around a hundred dollars or over a hundred dollars. So it's up like 30, 40%. And uh, nothing other than just kind of buying it at the right time, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think but the base, but the base uh, Bowman 2022 Chrome PSA 10, I own two of those. Those used to be valued at $70 a piece back in December, and now they're down to $40 a piece. So in that, in that example, it is, it is reflecting kind of like what you would, what you would want or expect it to reflect based on Sapphire versus, versus Chrome, right? Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe I'm just reaching out and saying simply that there's opportunities to be made where people on in base Sapphires are viewing them kind of poorly. Like Ellie, might be a completely different story because of print run and all that kind of stuff, because it's more obvious because he has obvious numbers out there. If that makes sense. Like there's more cards to realize, Oh, there's, you know, this is a nice little deal here. Can you guys hear my wife's alarm going off? No, can't hear it. Okay. It is going off. Um, (laughs) Get up. Time to get up. up. But the, uh, sorry, I was distracting. What, but what I'm saying is like I think maybe more of what I'm saying is there are deals to be had here because Sapphire is a lower print run. So maybe if you're finding stuff that's relatively the same, get the Sapphire. Um, it looks cool and it's a lower print run. Yeah, for sure. And so Brian Steeler714, what's up, my man? Good morning, Kendall and Paul. Baseball is finally here. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about baseball. Playing in some fantasy baseball leagues this year with Rob Masora from Bob's Card Market. Um, Bob is uh, Bob. God dang it! He never should have done that to us. I know. I know. He, I, he, he really shouldn't. And then he can't expect us. He can't expect us to be perfect with that either. <laughs> it's one freaking letter. The name rhymes. It actually is technically sometimes the same name. Yeah, you usually Bob is short for Robert. Robert, yeah. Anyway, Robert Bob Masora. Um, he's frantically trying to get Lefty signed up for the league. So hey, I'm in. Good, good. All right. Um, well, anyway, everybody, let's not forget. You can go premium free for a year at NoOffSeason.com. Many, many, many of you have emailed me. I want you all to continue. If you haven't emailed me yet. Email me at paul at nooffseason.com to find out how to get a premium subscription to the Sports Card Investment Report at nooffseason.com free for a year. I want to hook you up. And if you're already existing member, don't worry. I, I got something good for you too. So just email me and I'll hook you up with that. And um, with that said, let's get into our L of the week. So Kendall, why don't you go first? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do your L and your W back to back. Because I've got kind of a mine a kind rant. of go, go together, yeah, yeah, a little bit of a rant, but more that they go together. So I'm just gonna let you get all yours out, and then I'll get all of mine out, and then we'll keep rolling with the show. We've got some great stuff planned for the show today, so everybody just like stay tuned. I'm not even gonna give you a teaser for what it is. I'm just gonna say it's amazing. So stay tuned as we as we roll into the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... A very, very brief L of the week. And it's honestly something that we talked about a little bit last week. So, um, or, I mean, a, a lot of a bit last week. Uh, but the top series one stuff still is disappointing. Um, we've been opening some more of it. I even have two hobbies right here in the, in the background here. But um, 
top series one is just a tough product to rip um, because of the print run. The print, it, I mean, it's made to be a flagship product and it's made to be a mostly retail product. You know, like you can pick this up in stores all over the place, which means um, that it's just going to be like a ridiculous amount of paper cards, which is cool if, you know, like you're a collector, but as an investor, like top series one um, hobbies and, 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 and jumbos are not, I don't think worth it as an investor. Um, a lot of people are investing in, or are trying to snag some of these big rookies and stuff like that. This is another one of those situations that the, the, I think that the cards are obtainable enough um, to go buy the singles instead. Don't waste a, a lot of time going through hobbies or jumbos, especially with all the paper that's that's going to be there. Maybe buy one or two, you know, if you if you like the look of cards and stuff. I actually think the top series one cards look fantastic this year, um, but still they're going to be worth ten cents in like a month, you know, and so. Um, there's some unique cards in there, like always in tops, but it's just like the print run is so crazy. You have to open a bunch or just get incredibly lucky. So that's my L of the week. Um, so, but I have a, I have a, a large amount of wins. Uh, I, and so I'll just quickly run through some of them. Um, I started selling some cards a couple of weeks ago when I said like, Hey, I just wasn't moving cards. You know, some, you know, I said it on the, on the podcast that we just, I had had like a stalemate with some of my cards. And then I took a hard look at my eBay store and I realized, oof, that's why, you know, so I started putting some cards on there that were worth buying and, and cards began to move, which was really nice and fun. Um, my win of the week is I was able to move um, two pretty significant cards in my portfolio um, to pay for my fantasy league. Uh, all right. So, you know, hey, it all works out. But um, I was able to sell a Ronaldo card that I had had on, on I had had overpriced on uh, eBay, like over comps on eBay from the World Cup, thinking that somebody would come in and snag it from the World Cup. And I got an offer for what, like, ba like basically what I wanted anyway. At yesterday so i just was like bang okay great i love ronaldo and i honestly i just wrote up a, an article on him and i say this i that i'm saying that this is a buy season for him because he's kind of not in the media but uh i graded this card with hga and it just i don't love it and i don't really want to crack the slab because and so because i was worried about the corners anyway so i don't want to regrade it and so i was just like you know what I'm just going to sell this one and get another Ronaldo card down the road uh, when we get a little bit further from the World Cup. So, um, But I also, there's a win that I was able to sell him and a Mike Trout card. Um, soccer card rankings are going coming out, and I'm working on those, which is going to be really fun for our, for our premium subscribers. What's up, Soccer Card Idiot? You'll probably love this. Uh, I am going through and... and rewriting a bunch of the uh the lists of what we're doing with the soccer card strategy getting a revamp it's going to look really really good um i'm putting a lot of thought and work into each character and each piece and so honestly it's really hard i i told paul the other day i was like I, I, there's a guy that i'm making some takes about that is not popular and 
it's my opinion and I don't want to lead you guys astray. And so if I believe it, I have, to, I can't just fabricate what I believe, you know, like if I'm looking at my portfolio and I'm not going to be investing in this guy, I can't like falsely tell you to invest in him. So, um, again, the sports card strategy show is us doing pre-work and looking into a lot of stuff so that you can get bite-sized chunks. So, uh, anyway, that's what I'm really excited to, to put out this new product. Um, and another win of the week is baseball's back. Baseball is back. Spring training is back. Their cards are moving. I already am seeing big baseball cards flying. And uh, so, look, like, I'm going to list some cool cards here. I, I'm going to list a bunch of mine on March 1st. Like, that's my plan is to sit down March 1st and just hammer out eBay auctions uh, and, and buy it now. And, but the WBC is an interesting thing. World Baseball Classic, I think, will have a really big pop for a couple of players. And I've mentioned this a little bit, but I think a guy like Shohei Otani, I think you Darvish could get some could get some pop. You know, so if you if you're a you Darvish guy and you've had some of those um, cards for a long time, this might be a good chance to offload some of those cards because he hasn't really had a spotlight in five, 10 years, and he's going to be pitching for this Japan team. It's going to be pretty good. There's some incredible young Koreans in this in this uh, competition. The Dominican Republic team is literally the most stacked team I've ever seen in my life. I was able to get a future at them at plus 250, which is ridiculous because I think they're going to run away with it. Unless America actually ends up getting some of these guys healthy and playing, you know, like I don't know if we're going to get an absolutely fully Mike Trout WBC because he's got to prepare for something a little bit bigger than the WBC with the Angels like really needing him to be healthy. But America has a chance, but Dominican Republic is filthy of a lineup. I mean, uh, so I'm really excited about what that looks like. I think it's a, one of the first chances for baseball to have a sort of World Cup feel in a long time because they've historically had this tournament and then they've put like other countries have put their stars in there. And then America has done like triple a players or uh college stars and stuff like that. And we've competed, but just like this year, some like some superstars are in this tournament. Um, and it, it's kind of going to be really cool uh, to watch some of that. Even there's some superstars that are coaching in this tournament, which is really cool. Ken Griffey jr. Is the hitting coach um ian kinsler is the coach for israel i mean there's just like some there's some cool names out there that that are you're gonna notice and you and if you've watched baseball for a while or haven't watched baseball for a while you're gonna see some guys that you're gonna you're gonna recognize just because they're a part of this wbc classic so i'm pretty excited about that yeah this is exciting it could be a good time to list some of those guys those vet uh those retired players for sale as well a lot of interest around baseball uh, a lot of people remembering old stars and uh, maybe wanting to buy their cards. And there's a lot of new people coming into the hobby too. So um, it's a good opportunity to, um, you know, put your cards out there to a new audience uh, that, you know, maybe you get a little bit of extra cash to, to use for flipping or uh, some fantasy leagues like Kendall's doing right now, which is great. Um, <laughs> Ryan, uh, Ryan Fugger, good morning to you as well. Uh, soccer idiot. Good morning to you. Um, we've got a special guest today that's going to come in. He, some of you 
loyal listeners will recognize the name. Chad Gill is in the waiting room. He's going to come on board as a co-host of the show today to do a little bit of a special segment with Kendall and I called Flip to Fund Your PC. I think he can hear us right now. What's up, Chad? We're going to bring you in here in a second. I can see that he can hear us. Good to see you. Um, so I'm going to get into my um, L. What's up, Rusty? What's up, Rusty? Rusty's a, new, tuning in. Rusty's a new name. Yeah. First time tuning in live. Good to see you, Rusty. Thanks for, for throwing a comment out there. Let us know if you have any questions. We've got some great audience questions to talk about today. Um, some audience comments. Somebody submitted a win of the week that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read here in a second. Um, but I'm going to get into my L and my W of the week. Um, and uh, so there are the slides, L and W for those of you watching. All right, here we go. Um, this one's interesting, I think, and I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if any of you audience members have had an experience like this. Um, oh, this is Russ in the email. Okay, Rusty Immigart is Russ in the email. We'll him in a second, so I know who he is. What up, Russ? I know who you are. Thanks for tuning in live. Okay, cool. So um, here we go. I bought this Anthony Edwards 2020 contenders optic prism rookie ticket auto on ebay um all in for about 800 dollars because of the sales tax and shipping and all of that but it was basically like a 715 dollar purchase and kentucky consignments is the seller good seller a lot of good ratings a lot of a lot, lot of good uh you know huge amount of sales a lot of good ratings um what was interesting about this though is it obviously had to go through the eBay authenticity guarantee program. And you can see it's a gorge for those of you watching. Um, you can see it's a gorgeous card for those of you listening. I'm just going to tell you, it looks, it looks pretty well centered. It looks like there's really not many flaws with this card. I mean, I think it's an easy nine when I bought it. I'm like, okay, this is an easy nine. However, I got this email from eBay and it reads, uh, this message is regard to this, you know, this card, Anthony Edwards, 2020, 21 contenders, optic prism, rookie ticket auto. We're contacting you to inform you that there is a cluster of scratches on the front surface near the center of the card. I've attached photos, which you can review from the copy of this message that was sent to your email address. They won't show in the eBay messages page. Basically, the punchline is we're contacting you to confirm that this is authentic, but that in light of this new information, you have an option. You can either continue with this purchase or we will, we will return it to the seller and give you your uh, full refund for the card. And so um, for those of you watching, I don't know if you can tell, if you can see the scratches here, Kendall, I don't know if you can see them. Yeah, I can see them. Um, so I thought this was... An L for the reason of I wanted this card and I thought I got a good deal on it. And I had in the play in my mind was I'm going to get this graded. It's it should be a nine. When it is a nine, and I and I believe in Aunt Edwards to the point where I think this card could easily double in value over the next 12 months, even if it is a nine. Uh that's an L because I wanted the card, but it is a W now that okay. Had this shown up and been, and I had I graded it with PSA, either not noticing the scratches myself or just 
sometimes I just have all these cars. Sometimes I honestly don't look, I just, and that's my fault. But like, I, I honestly just kind of look, I, I, I know the play is going that I'm going to grade it. And I'm just like, boom, in a submission gone. You know what I mean? And so I think that the win here is that the, the, the customer service by eBay, I think the customer service by eBay in this case is outstanding to, to point, to point out a flaw in a card that is authentic. I mean, that's almost like, I mean, it kind of sucks for the seller, but, but, but really the, the, the reason why eBay works as the market is because it does protect the buyer so well. And so I think that this yeah. is a win for me. This is a win for the hobby that eBay does this because nobody wants to get screwed over on an $800 purchase. Like this is, you know, I'm not, rich, you know, I wish I was, but I'm not. And so to get this $800 back, uh, is a relief to me because I think this, this card could have been a huge loss for me. So I think that that's, that's a win. Um, now my other win, another win of the week, couple, you know, I got a couple more things I want to talk about here. So I, uh, talk about these kinds of plays often. And, um, I bought a Giannis, uh, 2013 Fleer retro card signed by him in person, uh, event signed, let's call it. Right. And so it was authenticated by Beckett and I bought it for about $213 on eBay. And I, I submitted it to PSA to get it in a PSA slab as the play and then to flip it. And it came back a, nine card grade with a 10 auto, which I think that's is great. extremely strong, right? Yeah, that's um, great. And so when I, there's really no comps of this particular card because he actually did sign these cards before they went into whatever pack or hobby box or whatever. However, they were opened in 2013. He signed them with a Fleer authenticated auto, right? So this is a Fleer retro card and those comps of a, of a card nine auto 10 grade are all over $600. So the, the one, and we know that those are probably going to be worth more, but just given the fact that this is the same card with a different auto, but signed by Giannis with the same auto grade and the same card grade, my thought is, this card could easily sell hopefully for around $600 as well. And so if that is the case, that's an assumption. It might not happen, but that's tripling my money on this play. And that's without the fact that really what the play is here for me is because I love Giannis and I think he's one of the goats, I'm going to hold this card. I mean, this is going to be a card that I'm not necessarily going to list for sale anytime soon unless he does maybe win another championship this year that would probably be the caveat is that if if the buck when the bucks look deep if and they're on a roll right now 14 wins in a row if the bucks do win another championship this year and he's you know mvp status of that series um i'm i'm pr probably gonna sell this card and the other Giannis rookie autos that i have in, that are event signed by him but i think this was a win um, of a play, right? So pretty happy with those. Um, a couple other things I want to talk about real quick. Um, one guy, this is just a note and Kendall, I'm, I, I probably won't allow you an opportunity to elaborate unless you really, really want to chime in. 
but Vinny Jr. did score two goals since since our last show in a Champions League match. And he's he's a guy that more to come on him, I think, uh, in our soccer write-ups. But he is a guy that we touted over the last year or so. And if you did buy him when we told you to buy him, and if you did, if you are selling him now. Uh, or sold sold him after his two goal performance. Probably a good move because um, his one of his main cards, the uh, st- Stadium Club 2020 Stadium Club Chrome uh, Green Yellow Electric ref- Refractor, uh, boomed up 145 percent after that. So I didn't check the data of his other cards, but um, thinking that maybe it's a good time to sell Vinny Jr. Uh, after that performance, and that could be a win for NoOffSeason.com for Kendall and I, because he's a guy that we've we've talked a lot about having in your portfolio and then being able to sell at the right time. So, um, Kendall, if you want to chime in about that, feel free. But I figured I would uh, I would move it forward if you want if you want to save that one for later. I'll just eat some humble pie on that one. Okay. Um, all right. So let's give. Dory P, who's a new uh, audience member who has emailed in a win of the week. Let's give Dory P a shout out. So uh, laces underscore out is the handle. Um, Here's a win I recently had, and I'm curious to your thoughts. If I should have held longer for a bigger win or if flipping ASAP was the way to go, I was able to 9X this card via eBay auction. Here's the rundown. On Illusions football release day, I stumbled into a break on whatnot. I won a bid and got the Washington Commanders $160 bid. Right out of the gate, I hit a Sam Howell one-of-one NFL Shield auto. I nearly fell out of my chair. My first one-of-one of of any kind, my first NFL Shield. As I anticipated the card's delivery, I went back and forth on what to do with it. After reading up on Commanders offseason news and trying to cipher just what the hell they'd be doing at QB in 2023, I landed on flipping it. My reasons. One, I just don't trust uh, the Washington Washington Commander's track record with QBs as of late. Very speculative. Um, number two, Sam Howell is likely to have better cards coming up in Immaculate and National Treasures. Hard to know if there's a one-of-one shield in uh, for him in there, but would certainly trump the illusion set. And three, it's illusions football, just not the best product Panini has, in my opinion. And if Sam Howell doesn't pan out, the market shrinks significantly for him. A solid W or should I have held the one of one? I know what I'm going to say, but Kendall, what do you think about this uh, this play by Do- this W of the week by Dory P? I think these are one of those situations where not that, you, okay, you kind of got lucky here. You know, like you, you got into a whatnot break, got the commanders. So you're probably like, son of a, you know, like, you know, like you get into a whatnot break for, she says 160, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a big chunk for a lot of people. And then you pull commanders, you know, you're just like, oh, my goodness. Um, What's this lady's name? Dory. Dory. So, Dory, I think, like, at first, you know, you're just a story of just like, oh, crap. You know, like a sunk cost, I guess, sunk, sunk opportunity cost. And then you pull a one-on-one NFL shield and you're just like, holy moly, forget the 160. I'm in on this one-on-one, you know, and then no matter who it is, and it's an NFL or, you know, it's a quarterback, which is fantastic. And then you're looking at the situation and again, you could be, it could be five or six different dudes in Washington. You know, they could bring back, 
Wentz. They could go with, uh, you know, a new person. They could bring in Aaron Rodgers. Like you have no idea what's going to go go down. And so, a nine x flip, I always, always am excited about. Um, and if you're selling it for four figures, if you get in one sixty nine x of that is four figures. So it's like if you're getting the four figures for a guy that you know a lot of people have never heard of, go good on you. I think it's an absolute win because. You're right. With a lot of your analysis, Illusion is not the best product. There's going to be more cards out there. Who knows if they're NFL shields? But I think like these, this is a huge card that that somebody is going to love and probably make profit on at some point. Like, but if you're not a big Commanders fan, if you don't, you're not a big Sam believer, then yeah, take your win. And something that looked like a big loss is going to be a huge win for you. Yeah, Dory, you could definitely write for nooffseason.com because as I was reading that, I was thinking this is exactly what I would have written. Like this is exactly this is exactly how I would have written the play to happen. So nice job. I love it. Um, so real quick, uh Russ uh is uh validating the eBay system that I was just talking about. So he was familiar with uh with I guess this this update to the eBay system. Yeah, definitely working. I'm I mean super great customer response. I didn't even say that I did decide to return the card. I did, I don't think I said that I did decide to return the card and I emailed eBay back and they emailed me back right away. And they were like, okay, great. The refund will be in your account on Wednesday. Basically. So I'm like, okay, awesome budget for, you know, other cards that I can buy now. Um, VJ I think says, this adds like, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I was just gonna say VJ said he held his Vinny jr. Cause he thinks there's more to come. What's up VJ. Hopefully you've got hot water now. Uh, oh, my shoes. Good morning to you as well. And uh, sorry, Kendall, go ahead. What were you going to say about uh, eBay? Um, I think better more than anything else, like I'm thrilled that eBay is doing this. I think it's going to bring a lot of clarity forward, especially on these huge cards that you don't know. Like people are taking pictures that are favoring the card, right? Yeah. And now I think there's going to be a lot more transparency with that, you know, um, and from a buyer's standpoint, it is yet again another huge hit for for or uh, from a seller's standpoint. It's another huge hit again. I mean, some like fairly that could have happened in transportation, you know, like not that it's commonly does happen in transportation, but you you could have that. Happen. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. Know? And so, um. Now I know I mean, there's, had, we, there's weasels sla- out We've there. had slabs crack in transportation. That's a thing, yeah. you know. So I could see. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, I didn't think of that, but that's a good. That's a good thought. That's but a good I think thought. like for the seller, this adds yet another tough thing that eBay. eBay's not great for sellers. They're incredible from a buyer's standpoint, but from a seller's standpoint, sometimes you're left out in the cold, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, and so like this guy, maybe already spent that money or something you know like maybe he like i don't know now he's gonna find out like because he's like yes this is an authentic auto so he's excited about it 800 bucks going you know and then absolutely no i i totally agree with you on that point and i've definitely i definitely will be on that side of the coin at some point and i will be frustrated with it um but I do know that the reason why 
we are all able to sell on eBay is because of stuff like this. Like I, I do think that if eBay were like, I'll give you an example. I, I'm going to digress real quick and then we'll get back on track. Like my son, Max wants to play middle school football next year. And so he wants to buy a football helmet, like a cheap football helmet to, to like wear around while we're playing catch just to get used to, to having a football helmet on when he's catching and throwing the ball. And so he bid on an eBay he wanted me to bid using my eBay account on a helmet for him. And we won an auction, $98 for the helmet. Now, this is not somebody who also sells sports cards. So they were not checking their eBay account. So basically what happened was we won an auction and the seller like didn't even remember that they had listed this helmet for sale. So they didn't do anything. Like there's nothing. There's no response from the seller. They never shipped the item, blah, blah, blah. I know from, from my experience as a buyer on eBay and as a seller that I can just get my money back. So I'm not fretting. So I'm more likely to, but that's my point is I'm more likely to buy stuff on eBay because I know that if something happens like this with this football helmet and it happens with cards, people like don't have, a, they have other stuff going on. And so they forget or whatever. They don't check their messages. They don't ship the card, whatever. It's okay because you can get your money back. So I think that like just playing devil's advocate with you on the digression there, it's a better thing that this does happen, even though yes, to your example, Kendall, that does suck. And it would definitely suck for Kentucky consignments if in fact it was damaged in uh, you know, after it left their facility. So I would say Kentucky consignments, if you are listening to the show, hit me up and we can work something out. I think that's another thing that I'm always willing to do is like, I do have empathy for the seller. And so, and I do, I am trusting of people. So I don't think that they tried to pull one over on me or anything like that. If they feel like now I'm returning it to try to pull one over on them, that's fair. Reach out and we can work something out for sure. So um, all right, well, let's let's keep moving here and then we'll get to everyone's questions. So real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Playmaker88X. If you remember Playmaker88X from a couple episodes ago, um, they are referring to Michael Irvin, the Playmaker, who wore number 88 and, and a tribute to Des Bryant that Kendall called out with the X. So um, anyway, Pokemon and sports cards in stock on a CVS pharmacy sign and they said, you know, is this good or bad for the hobby? Kind of with like a, like a smiley face when they sent it to me. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think like, I don't know if they were joking, but I, any, I try to take things with a serious answer. So I'm going to go ahead and say the fact that CVS is promoting cards on sale, sports cards and Pokemon cards on sale. I've been into CVS and Walgreens. I know what these cards are and they're not like investable cards, but I do think like anytime there's mainstream news in any way or any anytime something that we're doing, which is very niche gets into the mainstream, like at a CVS, um, it's good. It's not bad for the hobby. That's for sure. It's like more people knowing about sports cards, buying sports cards is going to be good for us. So um, kind of funny though. Yeah. I think like the bottom end, like a wave on the bottom end, if there's a, you know, the, the, like, if you look at it like a uh, bell curve or something like that, a wave of popularity in the bottom end eventually will run into a wave of the top end as well. 
you know, as people fall in love with card collecting, then they'll realize, oh, better and better, better. Just like we did, you know, like, like I remember when I bought my first $200 card, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, like, and then now, you know, it's routine for me to buy and sell multi $200 cards in a month, you know? And so it's just like, yeah. Um, I don't know. And my, it, and the popularity reason, on the low end helps the high end. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of CVS and um, running around looking for, for stuff to buy and uh, spending a lot of money on sports cards, uh, let's real quick revisit the Victor Wembenyama SI for Kids discussion from a week ago that we had with Rob because this card continues to absolutely blow up. And I got one. It's Did you? Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you. I want to ask you your uh, about that in a second, but I just quickly want to say that what I decided to do was go around after last week's show to Walgreens, Walmart, CVS, two Kroger's, Barnes and Noble, and tar and two Targets. None of them have have heard of Sports Illustrated for kids, let alone have it on their magazine stands. So there was no arbitrage there. I was ready to spend as much money as I possibly could buying every single one that they had for $5.99. I did go to Amazon and buy five more total magazines for $420, which basically averaged out to around $75-ish a magazine, which I think is going to be a good investment. I did also get three of them full magazines delivered to the house. Uh, each for an average of about $30, which that seems to be an arbitrage right now. Now, it all does depend, of course, on the condition of the card, right? So there's there's three magazines. I've got five more coming to the house. That's eight total Wembenyamas. And then here, Kendall, I've got, let's see, four in here, I think. And yeah, I've got four Wembenyamas here. Now, it all depends on the condition, right? Because you might get some that are, like this one actually looks pretty decently centered compared to a lot of the ones I've seen online. And the back looks pretty centered as well. Because these can be really bad if you've seen some of the pictures online. Now, like this one on the back is not centered well. On the front, it's okay. Uh, this one's not bad either. Centered on the front. Centering on the back is not great. One, a, a couple notes though here. I wrote, so... There should be an article that I'm posting live today to sportscardinvestor.com on this card. So if you guys want to go check that out, do that. There's going to be a lot more of my thoughts there. But um, real quick, I just want to say that full magazines, like the top sales of these of the full magazines, $137 uh, yesterday. Um, the I'd say the average sale is still like this... Average sale over the last month has gone up from about $20 a magazine. It's doubled to about like $45, $50 a magazine. So it's more than doubled. Um, uncut sheets. Uh, a bunch of them sold yesterday. So one for $70, buy it now. One for $38, buy it now. One for $75 with 31 bids. One for $130 with 18 bids. And one buy it now for $350 uncut sheet. Now, these are going to obviously depend on like the condition, the centering, all that stuff. Raw versions of the card, Kendall, um, 
like almost 10 of them sold yesterday, more than 15 sold the day before. Um, these are ranked like $200, $867, 150, 160, 200, 170, 200, 270, 76, 100, 306, 160, 90, 40, 230, 36, 76, 82, $495 and a sale of a raw card for $710. The highest sale is an SGC nine for $1,375, 39 bids. This is like, this is just in the last week from when we talked, like, I'm not saying that we had nothing to do with this. Like, I, I'm not saying that we had anything to do with this. I'm just saying the interest in this card since we last talked about it has, has continued to just absolutely skyrocket. Um, you know, I'm going to just basically submit all of them and roll the dice and say like, okay, you know, I'm, but I'm I mean, going I to saw PSG. SGC three go for like 100, 120 bucks. Yeah. So I'm all in on this, on this Wemben Yama. Like I think it's the real deal more at sportscardinvestor.com later. And if you go to uh, nooffseason.com slash Victor dash or go to the basketball card rankings and click on his profile, if you don't want to spell it out, you'll see we've got updated sales data there, more of an analysis on what to do with this. But what a, one thing too, is that like, the the you might you might be able to help clarify this there's perforation everywhere this is in the middle column of uh it's at the top of the middle column right so the card has a flat top edge but it's supposed to have three other perforated edges this one i'm going to just minimize you here so you can see this, this one that I bought has a completely flat bottom edge. And I messaged the seller and I was kind of like, did you, I said, did you cut this with a paper cutter? And they said, no, I don't know anything about this card, blah, blah, blah. And so I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do is, can I submit a, something to PSA where there's like a minimum grade of authentic with a bulk submission. And then that way I at least get this one slabbed authentic, but I think it's altered. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, I think there's these, a lot going on with this card. These, yeah. These perforations are tough, you know, like, yeah, I mean, maybe have you taken that card out of its sl sleeve? You're muted. Not out of the penny uh, sleeve, but out of the, out of the card saver, yes. And it it looks cut. It doesn't look cut like it. I mean, it doesn't look like somebody trimmed it. But I did see that. I did also see a legit eBay listing for one that where the bottom wasn't cut, and you could zoom in on the eBay listing and see the uncut sheet where the bottom wasn't perforated. Yeah. So it's. There's my point is there's a lot of variables with this card. So if you're thinking like that, you want to go buy a bunch of these, um, just be very, uh, be very aware of what your of what the risks are. Um, if you have money to play with in your budget, uh, this could be a good thing to try. But if you're needing money from a flip, you know, personally, like this, this is very risky, but I think it's also fun. So that's kind of yeah. point here. Yeah, I got I got one last week 
like I think I started bidding on some like while we were on the show. Um, I've done that a couple times where you or whoever our guest is has got me on something that I'm like, oh, that's a good flip. Um, For instance, I did that with uh, uh, Shadur Sanders, which is going to play out really nice, I think. Um, But the Wimbanyama I got, I was able to get at a, I offered $30 and the guy said, how about 40? And I just said, fine. Yep. You know, good move. And the, I bought it from Boca sports cards in Boca Raton. And, um, that same guy, he's sold multiple. So he's already sold 28 of them, which is cool. Like that me it's, I mean, I, they're a store, I believe. So they've got a bunch of them probably that they were able to, to flip and find, which if they have that many, they were way before the curve. So that's awesome. Uh, good on Boca sports cards. Um, but I was able to get it at $40 and right now he's changed his eBay page where he has 10 more available, but the price now is $150. Yeah. And, and I don't, is that for the full magazine or is that for the card? No, just the card. The full, okay. So the full magazine is going for about that now too. And yeah. so, um, that's, this is super interesting to me. Like we could almost do a whole episode on this and, uh, it's, it is the January, February, 2023 issue. So they used to do an issue every month. And then re- in recent years, they've changed it to six issues a year. So they combine, they combine months. Um, and, um, what I did guys, I subscribed to SI for kids because, uh, for $19 for the year, you can get a subscription and I would recommend that you all do the same. Anyone to me, a subscription for SI for kids for anyone listening to this show is like basically having something cool from someone's future garage sale delivered to your house in like mint condition. If that makes any sense, it's like, I think we all dream of like, and we're going to bring in Chad Gill here in a second. Like I know one thing he recommends, if you read his stuff at nooffseason.com, he recommends like buying someone's collection on Facebook marketplace. And I think that um, you, this is kind of like setting yourself up for the future for that. No, like I'm not saying like, you can't retroactively go get this Wembenyama card with a subscription. But what I'm saying is if one athlete over the next six issues of this magazine, so you're going to get, six times nine, 30 something, 40 something cards um, over the next year for 20 bucks. And if one of them is going to yield you 20 or 30 bucks, um, it's a good investment. So I, that's what I'm banking on. Um, I love it. I could talk about this Wembenyama card all day, but we got a bunch of other stuff to, to get. To. I mean, it was, it was one of I had two buys of the week and it was one of them. So or I mean, I was going to talk about my, I bought it. So, yeah. And I, and like I said, that's why I, I went through my stuff real fast, but I've, I've purchased again, five of them off of Amazon for an, for a, a average of probably 75, 70 to $75 per, I was lucky enough to get three off of eBay, the full magazines for around 30 or $40. And then I got four of the cards, um, for an average of probably 40 to $50. And now they're just, you know, they're harder to get than that. So, all right, everybody, let's go to uh, buy and sell of the week. And then we got some more audience questions and we have an awesome segment coming up from Chad Gill on uh, flip to fund your PC. So Chad, we're going to, br- I'm going to bring you into the stream now. Okay. My man, just to say hi to everybody. Then we're going to do some buy, sell, 
and get to your segment and some audience questions. So Chad Gill, everybody, he is a whole audience member. Good morning. How are you doing? Things are going good. Good, good. We're excited Excited to be here. Awesome. Chad's been, oh, my shoes. Let's go, Chad. Love it. So Chad, uh, Chad and I met through basically him um, watching an episode of the of the football card strategy show while I was waiting for Andy. And he was in the comments and he was basically like my co-host in the comments because he was helping me out through while we were waiting for Andy. And I said, all right, if I ever get an, uh, an opportunity to, to bring Chad onto the team in some way, I'm going to do it. So that's what we've done. Um, but let's get to our buys and sells of the week. So I'm going to go uh, real quick on mine. Um, I think Steph Curry right now is an interesting buy, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a little bit from a little bit of data from Market Movers. So for those of you who want a subscription to Market Movers, go to marketmoversapp.com, use the promo code No Offseason, and get your first month for only one dollar. But you have Steph Curry. Um, who's injured right now. And as a result of that, his pricing is like over the last, you know, 60, 30, 14, seven days hasn't dipped too much. But if you look at it over the last 180 days, he's down about 11%. And when you drill into that further, you look at, okay, what are the cards that, what are the graded rookie cards that are down the most? The one that's down the most is the uh, 2009 Upper Deck First Edition happens to be a BGS 9.5. So when I dig into that a little bit further, I start to think, okay, what are the sales? I'm intrigued when I see a BGS 9.5 because I'm like cross-grading opportunity for a guy like Steph Curry. It makes a lot of sense. So you start to look at what's the average price over the last 365 days of the BGS 9.5 versus the PSA 10 and the SGC 10. So the BGS 9.5 goes for about $508. The SGC 10 goes for about $527. And the PSA 10 goes for about $959. So then you start to think, okay, if you can get your hands on a copy of this card, it is down almost 60%. But then even better, if you can get a copy, uh, your hands on a copy of a BGS non-five with high subgrades or an SGC 10, and then just crossover grade it to PSA, there's immediate profit margin if you get the PSA 10. And then you're still buying the Steph Curry card when it's down by almost 60% and it's Steph Curry. So the worry, I look for stuff like this because I don't, it's risky to, to buy a guy like Steph Curry just because he's down, because then you kind of need him to win an NBA championship to go back up again, which I'm not saying like, that's one of the riskier things. But if you can get a card where it's like, okay, it's already a gem mint. I can cross crossover grade it to PSA and I can almost double my money. Now you start to look at uh, a buy, right? So that's kind of where I'm at with my buy of the week. Um, I could probably go into a couple other cards and athletes that I really, really like, but you could check out nooffseason.com now and just click on buy and it'll take you to all the people that I think you should buy right now. So I'm going to pass it over to Kendall to, uh, for his, uh, buy of the week. Yeah. My buy of the week is a little different and it's something that, uh, we've talked about on this show and I actually saw that Paul put in his email to us this week, one of these cards. Um, but I went ahead and got a full set of Ted Lasso art print cards. Um, so 
I don't know if you want to pull up a picture of those real quick, but they're fan art printed cards, but they've been almost like community authenticated. I guess that that's the, that is the uh, word I'm going to use. Like they've become like the sought after card for this Ted Lasso series. And so we've got them on um, our, our rankings here, but I ended up buying four of uh, a set of the four normal ones. So the ones, the one on the left here that you're showing, the uh, Culver Smith art card is actually a short print, uh, but the one on the right is like, I guess, their their regular print. And then it goes down and you have a um, you have a Ted one, you have a coat or a, a, a Roy, have a Roy Kent Kent. card, you have the I forget the other coach's name. You have a, a Coach Beard and, and yeah, Coach Beard and Nate's card Coach as well. Beard. And this is actually a lead tasso card. So there's a Ted Lasso card, a oh, lead yeah, yeah, tasso yeah. card, which I thought was hilarious that he did that for those yeah. of you who watch the show. And you've got, yeah, Roy Kent, Coach Beard, and Coach Nate. I think I think the lead tasso card might have been after the original set. I could be wrong. The Premier League and the champ. I think the where it's the Premier League card, that's from the first season, and that's numbered out of 790. And then I think there's a the championship set, uh, and that's from season two, right? Because that's when they're relegated yeah. to the championship. So yeah, you're right though. This Kyler. So I did a bunch of. Um, if you're a subscriber on NoOffSeason.com and you read the uh, members only opportunity report, I did an article several months ago on these Kyler Smith art cards, and um, I think the reason why they're legit in the hobby is because they're there's they're limited there's serial numbered by the artist and they're just really freaking good and cool and like culturally relevant so kyler smith there's for no reason like there's there's no license but he makes these cards himself and and numbers them and so i think that's why they're they're different than like the fake don russ designed ricky wild thing vaughn card right like if you know if you get like a kyler smith uh art card it's different so i think that that's why there's value there so how much did you pay for for yours so i ended up paying 200 for all four of them um nice. so averages out to about 50 dollars a card and as you can see here uh the kyle the you know some of them are going for a for a lot more than that so and i think for those of you that think why is this a buy right now the third and final season of ted lasso is coming out in two weeks um, it's coming, I believe it uh, airs March 13th, I believe. And so, uh, I bought this in anticipation for the Ted Lasso hype to go back up so that I can, um, just make a quick flip on this. I think this is as, as good of a flip as, um, the potential of Wimbenyama could be. Um, now, obviously that was before Wimbenyama went absolutely nutty, but I'm saying like, this is, something that's pretty pretty legit so i bought them for an average of 50 dollars per card obviously the roy kent and the lead lead tasso card go for more than beard and uh nathan or i think his name is nathan yep coach nate yeah but obvious but anyway so you're just trying to make a play here um and I'm, i might sell them all as a set i might go ahead and buy the fifth one the the original first one and sell them at all five i don't know i'm just I haven't exactly figured out my play yet, but I did go ahead and purchase the 2021 uh, Lasso Art Print Coaches AP set. I love it. I think that's an, a great play and um, great quick flip. 
I think it's a great quick flip. I think Wembenyama has a longer runway. I write about that in the article that should go live today at Sports Card Investor. But um, so you can you can read that and, and and find out why I think that. But I do think uh, Ted Lasso is a great flip. We've had it up for um, several months now. So I, I I called it on no off season back in September. Kendall, I want you to monetize that Shadur Sanders. That's going to be a win for both of us, monetarily for you, but also just something that you and I both knew was going to happen. Um, and uh, so we let everybody know about it. And we knew that this Ted Lasso thing would be it would be a play. So um, thanks, uh, Southern Soccer Idiot, for the nice shout-out in the chat there. Uh, really appreciate that. And uh, I agree. Oh, my shoes says Project 70 needs to do a Ted Lasso card. I think that 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 would be that maybe sweet. is what Kyler Smith is, is wanting to have happen for himself, uh, himself or herself. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who Kyler Smith is, but we would love Shout to, out to Kyler them on the show. If yeah, if, if you guys know Kyler Smith, we would love to talk with him. Yeah. Let's get Kyler Smith on the show. Um, I've emailed them, but uh, have not heard back. So, all right, well, I got a couple audience questions that I want to get to, but first I would like to get to Chad Gill. So Chad, um, is now an okay time to bring you in and do your flip of the flip to fund your PC segment. Um, sure. I don't, I, I, I think Ken, if Ken, Kendall and I may want to add a sell of the week later in the show. So stay tuned for that, but let's bring Chad in. The reason I want to bring Chad in is because he, like many of us is super dialed in and tuned into um, all of the different kinds of plays to make money. And so he and I were chatting offline about uh, the sports card strategy show. And one thing he brought up was, um, while it's great to put the money in your pocket and the profit, um, it's also great to flip to fund your PC. So wanted to bring Chad in to uh, kind of be a, a regular member of the show in terms of being able to add this segment and, and give us an in-depth look at what he sees from a flipping opportunity, maybe some things that he's done or that he's thinking of doing and, and share that with the audience. So Chad, great to have you on. Um, what do you got for us today, man? Great, great to be here. Um, so I think one of the things that you hit on, you were, you hit the nail right on the head was the cracking of slabs right now. So, you know, a couple of years ago when COVID hit, it was pretty easy to flip just about anything and make money, right? Um, this last year, those of us that are continually trying to stay ahead of the game, you have to figure something out different. You can't buy a card on a hype cycle and expect it to three or four X. You can get lucky like, uh, um, Dory did and get in, buy into a, you know, um, some sort of thing on whatnot, a break and get lucky with a logo card, which is super cool and nine X your money. But that's for every, for every one of those, there's probably a hundred of us that buy in and we get, we get Washington and we get nothing, right? Nothing. Yeah. Um, and looking at cards at car show card shows and buying out of the dollar bin and grading to flip those, those are great opportunities too. But for the person that's just getting in, started in this hobby, you don't have the eye to do it. I can't tell you how many L's I had when I started getting into the grading. Um, yeah. You buy a card that you're like, gosh, this looks great. And it comes back a PSA seven. And you're like, I don't get it. 
and you lost instead of you know two xing your money, you lost three x. Um, can't tell you how many times that that happened to me as I as I learned. So one of the easiest plays right now, um, and I, I've been thinking about this last week. Went through you know my dad had a heart attack and a bypass and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of out of the loop here this last week, but um, I wanted to, to, to write an article and, and I don't know if we can include a video link in an article. Absolutely. Gonna, yep. But I wanted to actually do an article, not only about cracking to flip for profit and for PC, but how to actually crack a card properly. So I wrecked more cards cracking when I started doing this than you can shake a stick at. And there's there's an art form to it. Um, I tried a bandsaw. I tried I tried uh, using cracking with my hands. I tried pliers. I tried tin snips. I tried uh, a, a a great big uh, shrub brush. Uh, I I mean I tried everything, and uh, I've got it down now to where um, what I what I think works best. And I have not wrecked a card. Knock on wood and in probably six months. Um, so I, I was thinking about doing a how to crack a card and why. Uh, so that'll be, look for that to come this week. I'll, I'll get that over to Paul to get loaded up on the uh, on the site. Um, but for somebody that's starting out, there's no easier way to flip for either profit or to flip for your PC than to buy a 9.5 from an SGC, a CSG, a, uh, a BGS, the profit margins aren't as good as SGC or or, or uh, CSG um, because they tend to go for a little bit more. Um, or even as Paul mentioned earlier, a ten. Um, so I just I just did this. Uh, my my buy of the week was I bought a silver mosaic Anthony Edwards rookie card autographed. PSA 10, or I'm sorry, SGC 10, auto, and a card. That PSA card sells for $1,200. I bought it at auction on eBay. I got it for $220. Let's go. SGC wow. 10, 10. Let's go. Nice move. That's so crazy. That's another tip is one of the things that I've got a good friend of mine that I'm selling, helping sell off some of his soccer cards. And um, when I was helping him buy some of the stuff, one of the tips that for if you're trying to boot, do a flip is do the auctions, but do them late at night or early in the morning. Don't go on eBay when everybody's on eBay. Makes if sense. You want, if, you want a, if you want the deals, like I try to get on eBay, um, it drives my wife nuts because I, I'm like, she, everybody's going to bed and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eBay. I'm going to spend two hours before I go to bed and I'm going to, I'm going to look for some flip opportunities here. So from like 10 p.m. Central time till midnight, that seems to be a great window. Um, and you can look for these SGC 10s and CSG 10s. Um, I will I will caution on GMA cards. My my yeah. L my L of the week, uh, and and Paul will get a kick out of this because he hates the guy. Um, I was doing an Aaron Rodgers flip. I knew you were going to say Aaron Rodgers. I, I think that. Uh, I think that if if he were to sign with somebody else or retire, I don't think he's going to do either. I think he'll be back as, at the Packers and long drawn out. But 
if he were to sign with somebody else or retire, his cards are so stinking cheap right now compared to what they've been for a guy of his. And I know a lot of people hate him, which is why his cards are cheap. Um, but I bought a GMA 10 for $70. When I got it and cracked it, I found out why I got it for $70. It's got a great big scratch across the front of it. And at $70, eBay authentication doesn't kick in. So I did, I did not get the, uh, the warm and fuzzies like Paul did with his Aunt Edwards card. But um, so that one, that one went into my kid's, bind, my, my little six-year-old's binder. He was happy to have an Aaron Rodgers rookie card. So that was a, that was an L, but if you stick with the SGCs and the CSGs of the world and you stick with the nine fives and the tens, I I've got data. You want to look at the PSA pop reports to see which card gems out, what the percentage is that gems out. You want a card that gems out well, but what I'm finding is that if, if a card gems out at about 35% on PSA, and you can buy a 9.5 from either SGC or, or CSG, you can double your chances at a 10. So if it's 35% with a you know just people sending them in raw and you buy a 9.5, you've got about a 70% chance of that card gemming. So what I like to do is I like to buy two or three at a time and send them in and I, I'm hoping for two out of three tens and I'll take one nine. And that has worked really, really well over the last year. Chad, I have a question. Yeah. Um, when you do your slab cracking video, uh, do you have different strategies for different slabs? Because I know Beckett's are way thicker than like a SGC or a CSG. Yes. Um, the, I'm, the process for cracking stays the same, but how you crack them is different. So for example, CSG, uh, even a PSA slab, which I've I've cracked and resubmitted on those, but P, uh, PSA, CSG, and, and uh, SGC, you crack one corner. A BGS, you have to crack two corners or it comes out in just a horrible, horrible mess. Nice. Yeah, so Chad did an amazing analysis uh, for nooffseason.com. Uh, on a Ken Griffey Jr. 1989 upper deck card. And and I'll let you guys go there and read it, but essentially he breaks down which grades it makes the most sense to buy and try to flip. And he even gets into the data around uh, purchasing like an SGC 8.5, right? To try to get a PSA 9. Sometimes like that makes, that a play like that can make more sense. Because I think I talk all the time about um, trying to flip, like crack and, and resubmit or cross grade gem mint to gem mint. And Chad kind of makes the point, like that's, that's not always the case. Like depending on the card, you got to, like he, he hit it on it a minute ago, but you got to dig into the data around um, what's the percentage grades for each of these cards. What's the gem rate for the card that you're, that you're looking at. And I think when you, We've had questions on this show about retired players. And I think, um, you know, Chad mentioned the example of Ant Edwards a minute ago, but there's also um, maybe a, a safer opportunity in a retired player like Ken Griffey Jr. Because uh, his entire market's established. Like Ant Edwards is going to continue to have people grade his cards. Um, 
and he, he's a stat he's more established than a guy like Cade Cunningham or a guy like Paulo Bancaro, obviously, because they're going to keep having cards come out still. Uh, but you know, you've got Ken Griffey Jr. from 1989. That's a card that's been graded tens of thousands of times. So the sample size of data is stronger on a card like that. And so Chad makes the point at nooffseason.com that you can you don't have to go uh, 10 to 10 or gem mint to gem mint. You can go SGC 8.5 to PSA 9, which I thought was extremely genius of Chad to do that and to, like he's saying a minute ago, buy in bulk to where you're not just, you know, you're not just buying one to, to crossover grade, but you're, you're hedging your bet by buying like four or five because you're increasing your chances of getting the crossover grade that you want. And then even if you, and the more of those that you get, you're covering your cost and building up more profit margin to cover maybe the one or hopefully the one uh, that you don't get the grade on. Um, so I really think that, you know, this is a play for retired athletes uh, in addition to a play for current athletes What's your, what's your take on that, Chad? Have you found that this is a safer play for one versus the other, or is it, is it just kind of wide open for both, depending on the card that you're looking at? No, it's, it's the more data you have, data, data doesn't lie. So the more data you have, definitely the safer the play. That's why I said it's really important that you look at the PSA data to look and see. Um, but I did write that article because a lot of people, like like you said, are so focused on PSA tens that they forget that you can you can flip a lot of PSA five, six, seven, eights, and nines to make money. We're not. I mean, I am not doing this. I don't buy a you know a SGC eight point five for my personal collection. I buy an SGC eight point five with one sole intent, and that is to crack it, resubmit it, and then flip it to fund something that I want. I Most of my collection is PSA 10s um, because that's my goal. But when I get a PSA 10, unless I have multiple, I'm a collector first, a flipper second. So I get, that's why I like to do the rule of three because my, my whole objective is I'll buy, I just, I think I was just talking to you about this. I just did this play. They're off to PSA now. I can let everybody know how it went. After the Kevin Durant trade, everybody was like, you know, hold on all Phoenix Suns players. Now is not the time to buy to flip, right? But I came up with a play that Paul really liked. You don't, it doesn't matter how good the Suns do. I bought, I, I found that, Chris Paul tops base rookie cards in SGC and CSG 9.5s had dropped 20% and they were selling for like $33 to $38. I was able to buy three of them with the sole intent to crack all three. The PSA 10 sell for a right now about a hundred and a quarter. So I bought all three for the price of one. So my goal is I want to get I'm hoping to get two out of three tens, one nine. I'm going to keep one ten. I'm going to put it in my in my safe at home for my personal collection. I'm going to sell off the ten to pay for the cards, and then the nine is profit. Love that's that. How you can, that's how you can fund your personal PC, or or you can 
you know, flip to make a profit. One, if when you buy three, one can pay for the three cards. The other two are house money. Yeah, exactly. Like well said. So that's why we want to bring Chad on the show more often like this, because he's coming at it from the perspective of flip to fund your PC, uh, dig into the data around really any athlete. Um, and these card grading companies that are legitimate, but that just don't sell for as high as the PSAs do. And we don't do that enough. That's something that really, really intrigues me. I wish I had more time to do it. I'm going to make more time to do it myself because there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, but given the fact that Chad's doing it consistently, we want to elevate his voice and uh, uh, it's very valuable to the audience. So thanks so much, Chad. We really appreciate it. I'm going to keep you on if that's okay. And if you have to drop off, no worries. I know Kendall has to drop off here soon. So Kendall, is there anything else you wanted to add for the show before you have to go in terms of who you're selling or just anything else you wanted to, to hit on today? Uh, I, I mean, I, I love what Chad's talking about. I think in, in our best intention, I always try to, to keep this as a play. Um, there's an, there is a Korean grading company that I like, um, that I think does a great job, but just doesn't have a good name for itself called BRG as well. Um, and so they crack a lot of Bowman because there's a lot of Bowman fans in Korea and, uh, the slabs look really good. And I know they've done computer testing there. For instance, I might cross this Roberto Ramos one over just to see if it comes back as a PSA 10 because this card is worthless, basically. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that never made it to the major leagues or did, but just didn't pan out. But it is a 10 and I got it for free, so I might just crack it and send it into PSA to see how accurate BRG is. Uh, but it's another one, Chad, that you could be looking for. I like that testing. I like that testing, Kendall. I got burned with the GMA grading as well, Chad. Um, and then we've got um, MGC. VJ is, is in the chat saying MGC is a UK-based company that he's going to look at maybe doing this with. I know KSA is a legit grading company in Canada that could be interesting to compare to PSA. Um, we've got our buddy uh, Frankie Goodman of uh, Digital Grading UK um, who does a great job with his technology and I have cracked his slabs and sent them into PSA. So waiting on the results of those. <laughs> Full disclosure, I told Frankie I was probably going to do that and he said it was fine So before I bought the cards from him. so um, He's like, fine, as long as you pay me to grade them. So. KSA is like the PSA version of in Canada for hockey cards. If, if you're into hockey and you're from Canada, you don't want a PSA slab. You want a KSA slab. They are, they are a very high quality company. Uh, I've cracked and resubmitted and they're very, very similar to PSA. However, yeah. in Canada, I sell, when I go on eBay, I make sure all of my graded cards are um, worldwide. I think it's important when you sell on eBay that you click the worldwide um, and KSA slab so much better in Canada than a PSA slab does. Yeah, that's interesting. So maybe not a play depending on if you're, uh, you know, if you're in Canada, you know, you'd probably don't, you probably want to keep it in the KSA slab, but um, that's pretty interesting. Frankie, KSA hello. Slab Frank, on Frankie's in the chat. Time. So Frankie, we'll have you back on to talk about this discussion and how you feel about it as an owner of a grading service. Um, but you do a great job at your, at your shop. So um, you know, at some level, people are going to buy from you so that they can they can uh, sub to PSA. Um, but good to see you. Sorry, Kendall, I cut you off. What were you saying? 
Uh, I said I got a KSA slab on accident one time. Like I bought a cl- slab, KSA slab thinking it was a Beckett slab at a show because it looks similar. And so I was just like flying through something and it was ended up being like three or four dollars for like just a random. It was like when I first started and I was just like, yeah, it's a Beckett slab. And I just like got back to the car. And I'm like, what the heck did I buy? Uh, but that's great. It wasn't even it wasn't a hockey card either. It was a baseball card. So anyway, I don't know where that's at now. <laughs> So um, I don't have much of a sell of the week today. I mean, I, I do have to bounce, boys, um, okay. but it's been awesome. Chad, thanks for doing the hard work for us, bro. Yeah. Good to thanks see for, you guys. Thanks, thanks for getting uh, shrap metal of plastic in your eyeball. <laughs> Kendall, have a good one, man. We'll talk to you next Take week. Take care. Have a good week. Yeah, bud. All right. So um, sell of the week, I was going to go with Shay Gilgis Alexander. Um and this is actually one that I stole from Chad. So at nooffseason.com, Chad contributed um, to the play here. And he says the time to sell SGA, SGA has come. And I really like the point you made with this one, Chad, because you're basically saying like not everybody's going to make the NBA playoffs. Certainly not everybody's going to make it to the NBA finals or win the championship. There can only be two teams and one team ultimately to win it all. So um, I do think that at some level, we all have to look at our portfolios right now, especially related to basketball cards and say, okay, who actually has the opportunity to have some upside come May or June? And who would I have to wait again to the next hype cycle, probably in October uh, to sell them. And so I think Shea is definitely a guy uh, that fits that mold. So I like that you you wrote that for nooffseason.com and and I I pointed that out as my sell of the week. Do you have anyone to add that you think is a good sell right now? Well, I, in that point, I I think that it's important right now that you look at the bottom two or three teams in the league, uh, Eastern and Western Conference, and the stars on those teams like a Shea, now is the time to sell because you've got about 20 games left in the season and all you have to do is look at the data on market movers. Every year, people focus, they, they shift their focus from the stars of the teams to who's going to be in the playoffs. And, and all that hype cycle goes to the, the playoff teams. And so right now is the time to get rid of anybody that is not looking at, at making the playoffs. My, my sell of the week right now is LaMelo Ball. Uh, LaMelo Ball's cards right now are about flat on the year uh, since the NBA season started anyways. Um, And he's playing good right now. uh, But I think that his cards will have a huge buying opportunity in the offseason as that team, I think the future of that team looks bright for next year. And he certainly, anytime you have have ball behind your name, you you know, you've got some hype cycle behind it, right? Um, so I think there's a huge buy opportunity in the off season, but right now my sell of the week would be LaMelo ball. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll be looking to buy LaMelo ball this summer as well. If there's, if there is a dip in it, the next time there's a dip, like a serious dip in LaMelo's pricing, like even, even 10%, um, I'll be looking at, at buying in and it will be interesting to see, uh, is how Charlotte, how Charlotte's roster shakes out over the summer because they're in the Wembenyama sweepstakes. So uh, if they start looking like they could get the number one pick, um, that could be very, very interesting. So let's go to some audience questions real quick. So this one's kind of funny. Bradley Whitney, who's a loyal audience member, 
um, got this card back from SGC as part of a bulk submission, and he can't figure out why it's just an A grade, which means authentic from SGC. And I reply, I wanted to save this one for the show uh, for you to help me answer this one, Chad, because um, I replied back to him and I said, maybe this is just a guess, but it could be that when you're submitting, I know this from submitting with SGC, on their website, there is a checkbox for something related to sort of like a give me off, give me an authentic grade if it doesn't meet a particular other grade. And so I, I don't recall exactly what that stipulation is, but uh, I think it's, 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 it could be an easy unintentional user error to just basically request an authentic grade from SGC. Um, and so I, I said, I, you know, that could be the only thing I'm thinking. I mean, if, if, you know, He's just basically saying it went directly from a pack that he opened to the sleeve and sent it in. So like no chance of being actually altered here is what he's saying. So have you ever seen this, Chad, where you submit a card and it just comes back authentic, even but you pulled it from the pack and, and submitted it? Yeah, actually I have. Um, SGC is great because they'll at least authenticate a card. Um, usually in the bottom right-hand corner when I don't see it in this picture, they will notify you as to why it's authentic. They'll say SGC is great about trimmed, colored. Um, they almost always signify why it got an authentic. So what I would do in this case is I would reach out. SGC's got the best customer service of any of the grading companies out there. I would reach out to them with that and and ask. They'll have on record when you give them the. Uh, the slab number, they'll have on record why it was authenticated. And it very well could have been, I made that mistake when I first started grading with SGC that I've clicked that button before. And uh, with no signification on that card, I am I think you might be right there, Paul. It could have been a, a, a wrong checkbox. Yeah, so either way, um, worth contacting SGC customer service, Bradley, and asking about this because I would think they would probably grade it for you um maybe you would just have to pay for the shipping or something but i don't think that they would charge you an additional grading fee based on my experience and they would certainly if it is altered in some way or looks altered and that's why they just gave it the authentic grade they would give you that reason so that's good good advice there from chad and thanks for submitting the question bradley we love it um all right russ and sons uh who is rusty in the chat um, Rusty Emigart, Emigart, uh, just ordered bulk top loaders online. Do you guys have any certain preferences when it comes to sleeves, top loaders, etc.? Do you guys do any prep work to the cards before storing them and sending them off to be graded? Also, I understand why the Detroit hat, uh, but the Pittsburgh hat is a little tough to look at. This is uh, ripping on Kendall from a week ago, so Kendall's already already left uh, the show for the day. Um, any chance the hat change colors throughout the season, perhaps to Cardinal red, LOL. Enjoy the show guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks Rusty. Um, I will say my hat could change because um, I'm ordering, I'm looking to order some new era custom sports card strategy show, no off season hats. So uh, stay tuned on those to come. But uh, Chad, do you, do you have advice um, for Russ on like, you know, the certain preferences coming to sleeves or top loaders and, and then any prep work that you do 
storing uh, the before storing or before grading the cards? Um, yeah, so I, I guess what I'm, I think I'm hearing in this question is it's twofold, like personal collection versus sending off for grading. Uh, my personal collection, everything gets, um, stored in a, in a top loader, penny sleeve, then a top loader. Um, and then I put them, my, my more expensive cards, I've got multiple safes that I bought at Walmart, uh, sitting in my closet, driving my wife nuts. Um, and that's, and that's how that gets stored. Um, as far as prep work for grading, uh, there's a lot that goes into, I've learned over, over the years, the difference between a half grade could be the prep work on a card. Uh, I've actually gotten to be, uh, friends with one of the guys that, uh, used to be, uh, he's a retired grader from PSA. Um, and he said, it makes a difference with the way the card is submitted. Sometimes he said it shouldn't, but it does. Um, so like you can piss off the grader, basically like you can piss a grader off. Like if they can't get the card out of the penny sleeve without damaging it, or the penny sleeve is super tight, it can affect the grading on the card. So what he recommended and what I do with all my cards is I buy, I buy brand new penny sleeves to make sure that they're crystal clear. And I buy these, I buy uh, um, return envelope stickers from, from the store and I'll put, one so back to back so that they're not sticky on the top loaders so that when they go into the card saver the grader just has to grab that tab and pull it out of and then it, it makes it very easy for them to get the card out of the card saver without damaging the card and every single card gets wiped down before it goes in to make sure there's no fingerprints um, or any type of residue on the older cards uh, it was real common to have some gum residue or something. So making sure that the card is the surface of the card and the back of the card is clean is, is real important. So would you just use like a, like a cloth like this that you would use to wipe off your phone or your, your computer screen, or is there a particular cloth that you would use? That works. Uh, okay. But, uh, an old card guy taught me years ago that there's nothing better to clean a card than pantyhose. Oh, nice. See, these are great tips. So I'm glad I'm, I'm really thankful for the question, um, Russ. And, uh, you know, I, I have seen the uh, like the tab that you were talking about where you, you put you put like a sticky tab on the mm -hmm. back of the penny sleeve so that it's easy to pull out of the card saver. Um, I love the, the pantyhose. That's great. So this is very, very important information. Um, good to see Russ. Russ is in the chat to actually get this info live. So this is great. Yeah, I, VJ. Um, VJ says, do grading companies not clean cards? I like. No. I think it 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 would be. I've heard like SGC might sometimes, depending on maybe what level you submit at. I would. I would. This is just me totally guessing. I think if you submit at like one of the top tier levels where you're paying them a ridiculous amount of money for like a quick turnaround service, they might do you that favor. But I think in general, no, especially like mm -hmm. I would guess PSA bulk submissions, definitely you, they're not giving you any favors on those. That's just my guess. Um, hey, Paul, so, I, I hate to run, but uh, uh, I've got a man, a sales, I'm at work. I got a sales meeting for with my sales team here at 830. So I got to run. This is great, man. Thank you so much, Chad. Really appreciate you being on the show. Look forward Thanks to having everyone. you back. Thanks for being part of the team. You, you bet. Thank you. Have a great All week, right. guys. You too. All right, everybody. Chad Gill uh, and Kendall McKee both signing off early. And I'm going to wrap up the show here after this amazing question that I answer from Alex Hammond. So Alex Hammond writes in from Australia, I believe, was hoping for your advice 
if you could discuss the merits of cracking and submitting versus crossover grading a high graded slab from a different grader to PSA. And uh, he's asking specifically about two cards. One is a Jimmy Butler 2012 Prism that's in a BGS 9.5 with 10 centering, 10 corners, 9.5 edges, and 9.5 surface. And a Kobe Bryant 1996 Skybox Z-Force number 142 card in an SGC slab. So what I did, Alex, is I, I did some prep work here for you and I brought these up on market movers because I think this is going to be a real life example of what Chad was just talking about with going through some of the data. So hopefully you guys find this very helpful. So let's start with this Kobe Bryant. So I charted this on market movers and you can see over the last 365 days, in SGC 10, which is the card that Alex has, this average sale is $358. In PSA 10, which I think it would be likely to get if you submit it to PSA, it's $862. So the reason why I looked at the data first before answering the question of should I crossover grade it or should I crack it is because if you were to crossover grade this card, at PSA as a member, which is like, I think the membership is $75 a year. It could have gone up maybe over the last couple of years since I joined. It probably has, but it's probably not that much different. That gives you the ability to submit one card at a time if you want it, $50 a pop. So I would say, let's say, Alex, let's pretend you have to join. So that's going to be $75. Then that gives you the ability to submit this in the SGC slab, which is way safer than cracking it. That would be another $50. So you're at $125. I know you're in Australia, so the currency exchange is going to have to factor into this. And probably so is the shipping cost. So you might have a little bit of higher shipping cost. Let's give you like a $25 shipping cost. So now you're at $150 for the grading submission. I would submit it still in the SGC slab because you're 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 actually showing the PSA grader that it is a gem mint card from SGC. So I think it's more likely to come back a PSA 10 in that regard, mainly because of the fact that you don't have to risk damaging the card and then submitting it raw from Australia to the US. But even if you're in the US submitting this, it's it's pretty much the same thing. So for this particular card, because of the data and the profit margin that you should get, you're still going to be left with hopefully like a $400, $300 to $400 profit on this play. So it's a great play by you. I would do it that way. Um, now with the Jimmy Butler card, um, you have a lot less profit margin with this one. You have a $50 card in BGS 9.5 versus $105 card in PSA 10. So in order to get any profit margin there, if you were to cross over grade this slab, you would immediately eliminate your entire profit margin with that. So I would I would crack that because probably even in a B, and even in a PSA 9, it's going to be a more desirable card long term than a BGS 95 at this point with the way that PSA is reselling versus BGS. Um, that could obviously change, but the upside of a PSA 10 with this card is much more attractive um, than, and worth taking the risk of getting a PSA 9. So that's a great question. Hopefully that makes sense um, to you guys. And uh, 
I really, really appreciate the questions. Everybody, thanks so much for making this episode of the Sports Card Strategy Show a phenomenal one. Um, we've got some great feedback from the audience on the show already. Uh, if you are listening on Apple and Spotify, I would love it if you email me your feedback to uh, paul at nooffseason.com or hit me up on social media at nooffseasoncard on Twitter, at sportscardstrategy on Instagram. And uh, if you are watching on YouTube, drop a comment below. Please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. I'd really, really appreciate it. And don't forget, if you want more premium content while you're on the run, so you want to listen to a podcast while you're on the run, and you want the premium pod, you can get it on Spotify. Go to premium.sportscardstrategy.com. And for $9.99 a month, you can get more great in-depth information about how we are flipping to profit, how we're flipping to fund our PC. Everybody, thanks so much for watching and listening to the Sports Card Strategy Show, episode 71. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. Everybody, uh, stay tuned later today, actually, for the Golf Card Strategy Show, episode three with me and Mike LaCousta. Everybody, have a great day. Yeah.